Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim, the Book of Virtues and Merits of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and other prophets. Chapter on the superiority of the Prophet's, peace be upon him, lineage and the stone that greeted him before his prophethood. Vathila bin al-Aska said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Allah glorified and exalted is he, chose Kanana from among the children of Ismail, peace be upon him. And he chose the Quraysh from among Kanana, and he chose Banu Hashim from among the Quraysh, and he chose me from among Banu Hashim. It was narrated that Jabir bin Samora said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I know a stone in Mecca that used to greet me before I was sent, made a prophet. I would recognize it even now. Chapter on the superiority of our Prophet, peace be upon him, over all of creation. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will be the leader of the sons of Adam, peace be upon him, on the day of resurrection the first one for whom the grave is opened, the first one to intercede, and the first one whose intercession will be accepted. Chapter on the Miracles of the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, called for water, and it was brought in a shallow vessel. The people started performing wudu, and I estimated that they were between 60 and 80, and I looked at the water that was springing from between his, peace be upon him's, fingers. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when the time for Asr came. The people looked for water and could not find any. Some water for wudu was brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he put his hand in that vessel and told the people to perform wudu from it. I saw the water springing from beneath his fingers, and the people performed wudu from it down to the last of them. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, and his companions were in Azora. He said, Azora is a place in Al-Madina by the marketplace near the masjid. He called for a vessel of water and placed his hand in it, and it started to spring forth from between his fingers. And all of his companions performed wudu. I said, How many were they, O Abu Hamza? He said, There were around three hundred. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in Azora, and he was brought a vessel of water in which he could not immerse his fingers fully. Then he mentioned a hadith like that of Hisham, number 5943. It was narrated from Jabir that Umm Malik used to give key to the Prophet, peace be upon him, in a butter skin of hers. Her sons used to go to her and ask for condiments. When they did not have anything, she would go to that skin in which she used to give key to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and would find some key in it. It kept providing condiment for her family until one day she squeezed it. She went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, Did you squeeze it? She said, Yes. He said, If you had left it alone, the key would still be there. It was narrated from Jabir that a man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and asked him for food. He gave him half a wusk of barley, and the man, his wife, and their guest continued to eat from it until he weighed it. He came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, 
If you had not weighed it, you would still be eating from it. It would still be there. Muadh bin Jabal narrated, We set out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, during the campaign of Tabuk, and he was joining the prayers. He would pray Zahr and Asr together, and Maghrib and Isha together, until one day he delayed the prayer, then he came out and prayed Zahr and Asr together. Then he went in, and he came out after that and prayed Maghrib and Isha together. Then he said, Tomorrow, if Allah wills, you will reach the spring of Tabuk. You should not approach it until the forenoon, and whoever among you comes to it should not touch its water until I come. We came to it, and two men had reached it before us. The spring was a trickle of water, like a shoelace. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, asked them, Did you touch the water at all? They said, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, rebuked them and said to them whatever Allah willed, he should say. Then the people scooped water from the spring little by little until they had gathered a little in a vessel. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, washed his hands and face in it. Then he poured it back into the spring, and it began to flow abundantly. The people drank their fill. Then he said, Soon, O Muadh, if you live a long life, you will see this area filled with gardens. It was narrated that Abu Humad said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the campaign of Tabuk, and we came to the valley of Qurah, where there was a garden belonging to a woman. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Estimate the amount of its produce. So we estimated it, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, estimated it at ten vusk. He said, Remember this number until we come back, if Allah wills. So we set off until we came to Tabuk. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There will be a strong wind tonight, so none of you should stand up in it, and whoever has a camel, let him hobble it tightly. The strong wind came, and one man stood up. The wind carried him and threw him down in the mountains of Tay. The envoy of Ibn al-Alma, the ruler of Ayla, brought a letter to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and gave him a gift of a white mule. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wrote back to him and sent him a gift of a cloak. Then we came back to the valley of Al-Qurah, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, asked that woman about her garden. How much is its produce? She said, Ten vusk. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I am hastening back. Whoever among you wishes may leave with me, and whoever wishes may stay. We set out, and when we were approaching Al-Madinah, he said, This is Thaba, and this is Ohad. It is a mountain that loves us, and we love it. Then he said, The best houses of the Ansar are the house of Banu An-Najjar, then the house of Banu Abdul Ashal, then the house of Banu Abdul Harith bin Al-Khazraj, then the house of Banu Sa'idah, and there is goodness in all the houses of the Ansar. Sa'ad bin Ubadah came to us, and Abu Usaid said, did you not see how the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned the best of the houses of the Ansar and mentioned us last? Sa'ad went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, you mentioned the best of the houses of the Ansar and mentioned us last. He said, Is it not sufficient for you that you are among the best? Amr bin Yahya narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5948, up to the words, and there is goodness in all the houses of the Ansar. He did not mention what comes after that of the story of Sa'ad bin Ubadah. 
In the hadith of Wuhab, it adds, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wrote to them in their land. Chapter on the Prophet, peace be upon him, put his trust in Allah, and Allah protected him from the people. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on a campaign towards Najd. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, caught up with us in a valley that abounded in thorny trees. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stopped beneath a tree and hung his sword on one of its branches. The people scattered throughout the valley, seeking shade beneath the trees. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man came to me while I was sleeping and took the sword. Then I woke up to find him standing over my head, and I did not realize that he was there until the sword was unsheathed in his hand. He said to me, Who will protect you against me? I said, Allah. He said a second time, Who will protect you against me? I said, Allah. Then he sheathed the sword, and he is sitting over there. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, left him alone. Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari, who was one of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, narrated that he went out on a campaign with the Prophet, peace be upon him, in the direction of Najd. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, came back, he came back with him, and they sat to rest one day. Then he mentioned a hadith like that of Ibrahim bin Sa'd and Ma'mar, number 5950. It was narrated that Jabir said, we came back with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and when we were in that rikah, a hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, number 5950, but he did not mention the words, then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, left him alone. Chapter on the likeness of the guidance and knowledge with which the Prophet, peace be upon him, was sent. It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the likeness of the guidance and knowledge with which Allah has sent me is that of rain falling upon the earth. Some of it is good ground, which receives the water and brings forth a great deal of herbage and grass. Some of it is hard, but it retains the water, and Allah benefits people by it, and they drink it, and give it to their animals to drink, and they use it for irrigation and grazing. And another part of it is barren. It does not retain the water or produce herbage. That is the likeness of one who gains an understanding of the religion of Allah, and Allah benefits him by that with which Allah has sent me, and he learns and teaches others, and the likeness of a man who pays no attention to that and does not accept the guidance of Allah with which I have been sent. Chapter on Prophet's Compassion Towards His Ummah and His Intense Concern to Warn Them Against That Which May Harm Them it was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of me and that with which Allah has sent me is that of a man who came to his people and said, O people, I have seen the army with my own eyes, and I am a plain warner. Save yourselves. Some of his people obeyed him and fled early of a place of safety. Others belied him, and in the morning the army found them in their houses and killed them and destroyed them. That is the likeness of those who obey me and follow that which I have brought, and the likeness of those who disobey me and belie that which I have brought of the truth. Footnote. The word plain, literally, naked, this refers to the custom whereby one giving a warning would take off his cloak and wave it. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 
My likeness and that of my ummah is that of a man who lights a fire and insects and moths start falling into it. I am trying to hold you back, but you are rushing headlong into it. A similar report as number 5955 was narrated from Abu Az-Zinad with this chain. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, My likeness is that of a man who lights a fire, and when it is glowing, moths and insects start falling into it. He tries to stop them, but they overwhelm him and fall in. That is the likeness of you and I. I am trying to hold you back from the fire and saying, Come away from the fire, come away from the fire, but you overwhelm me and rush headlong into it. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of me and you is that of a man who lights a fire, and locusts and moths start falling into it, and he is trying to keep them out of it. I am holding you back from the fire, but you are slipping through my hands. Chapter On The Prophet, peace be upon him, was the seal of the prophets. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of myself and the prophets who came before me is that of a man who built a structure and built it well, and he made it beautiful, and the people started walking around it and saying, We have never seen any structure more beautiful than this, except for this brick. I am that brick. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of myself and the prophets who came before me is that of a man who built some houses and built them well, making them beautiful and perfect, apart from the space of one brick in one of their corners. The people started walking around them, admiring the structure, saying, Why don't you put a brick here? Then your building will be complete. Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, I am that brick. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of myself and the prophets who came before me is that of a man who built a structure and built it well and made it beautiful, except for the space of a brick in one of its corners. The people started walking around it, admiring it and saying, Why is this brick missing? I am that brick. I am the seal of the prophets. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of me and the prophets, and he mentioned something similar to Hadith number 5961. It was narrated from Jabir that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of myself and the previous prophets is that of a man who built a house and made it perfect and complete, except the space of a brick. The people started to enter it and admire it, and they said, Were it not for the space of a brick, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I am the space of that brick. I have come and sealed the succession of prophets. Peace be upon them. Salim narrated a similar report with this chain of narrators, and instead of saying made it complete, he said, made it beautiful. Chapter on When Allah Wants to Show Mercy to a Nation, He Takes Their Prophet Before Them It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When Allah wants to show mercy to a nation among his slaves, 
He takes their prophet before them and makes him a forerunner for them. When he wants to destroy a nation, he punishes them when their prophet is still alive, then he destroys them while he is looking on. And he relieves him by means of their destruction because they belied him and disobeyed his commands. Chapter on the Hawud, cistern of our Prophet, peace be upon him, and its attributes. Jundab said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, I will reach Al Hawud, the cistern ahead of you. A similar report, as number 5966, was narrated from Abdul Malik bin Umar from Jandab, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Hazim said, I heard Sahel say, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, I will reach the cistern ahead of you. He who comes will drink, and whoever drinks will never be thirsty again. There will come to me some people whom I will recognize, and they will recognize me. Then they will be prevented from reaching me. Abu Hazim said, and I heard An-Numan bin Abi Ayash say, when I was narrating this hadith to them, is this what you heard Sahel say? I said, yes. And I bear witness that I heard Abu Sayyid al-Khudri add something and say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, They belong to me, but it will be said, You do not know what they did after you were gone. And I will say, Away, away with the one who changed the religion after I was gone. A hadith like that of Yaqub, number 5968, was narrated from Sahel, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and from An-Numan bin Abi Ayash, from Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, My cistern is the size of a month's journey. Its sides are equal. Its water is whiter than silver. Its fragrance is better than musk. And its jugs are like the number of stars of the sky. Whoever drinks from it will never be thirsty again. Asma' bint Abi Bakr said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will reach the cistern, and I will see those of you who come to me. Some people will be detained before they reach me, and I will say, O Lord, they belong to me and to my ummah. It will be said, Do you not know what they did after you were gone? By Allah, they continued turning on their heels after you were gone. Ibn Abi Mulaika used to say, O Allah, we seek refuge with you from turning on our heels or being put to trial with regard to our religion. Aisha said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, when he was among his companions, I will be at the cistern, and I will see those of you who come towards me. By Allah, some men will be prevented from reaching me, and I will say, O Lord, they belong to me and my ummah. He will say, You do not know what they did after you were gone. They kept turning back on their heels. It was narrated that Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I used to hear the people talking about the cistern, but I did not hear anything about it from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, until one day when the slave woman was combing my hair. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, O people, I said to the slave woman, Move away from me. She said, He only called the men, he did not call the women. I said, I am one of the people. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will reach the cistern ahead of you, so beware lest one of you come and be driven away like a stray camel. I will say, What is the matter with this one? And it will be said, 
You do not know what they introduced after you were gone. I will say, Away with them. Abdullah bin Rafi'ah said, Umm Salama used to narrate that she heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say on the mimbar while she was having her hair combed, O oh people! She said to the one who was combing her hair, Gather my hair and put it together. A hadith like that of Bukhar from Al Qasim bin Abbas, number 5974. It was narrated from Uqbah bin Amir that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out one day and prayed for the people of Uhud as he used to pray for the dead. Then he went to the mimbar and said, I will be there ahead of you, and I will be your witness. By Allah, I can see my cistern now. I am given the keys to the treasures of the earth, or the keys to the earth. By Allah, I do not fear that you will associate others with Allah after I am gone, but I fear that you will compete with one another for them, the treasures of the earth. It was narrated that Uqbah bin Amir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed for those who had been slain at Ahd. Then he ascended the mimbar like one who was bidding farewell to the living and the dead. He said, I will reach the cistern ahead of you, and its width is like the distance between Ayla and Al-Jufa. I do not fear that you will associate others with Allah after I am gone, but I fear that you will compete with one another for worldly gains, and you will fight one another and be destroyed as those who came before you were destroyed. Uqba said, That was the last thing I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say on the mimbar. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will reach the cistern ahead of you, and I will plead concerning some people, then I will have to give them up. I will say, O Lord, my companions, my companions, it will be said, you do not know what they introduced after you were gone. It was narrated from Al-A'mash with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5978, but he did not mention the words, my companions, my companions. A hadith like that of Al-A'mash, number 5978, was narrated from Abdullah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A hadith like that of Al-A'mash and Mughira was narrated from Hudayfa, number 5978 and 5980, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Haritha that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, His cistern is as large as the distance between Sana'a and Al-Madina. Al-Mustarid said to him, Did you not hear him say, The vessels? He said, No. Al-Mustarid said, There will be seen in it vessels like the stars. Haritha bin Wahb al-Khuza'i said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, and he mentioned a similar report as number 2298 about the cistern, but he did not mention the words of al-Mustarid. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Ahead of you lies the cistern. The distance between its two corners is like the distance between Jirba and Athra. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Ahead of you lies a cistern like the distance between Jirba and Athra. In the report of Ibn al-Muthanna, it says, My cistern. Ubadullah narrated a similar report as number 5985 with this chain of narrators, and he added, Ubadullah said, I asked him and he said, There are two towns in Asham between which there is the distance of three nights' travel. In the hadith of Ibn Bishr, 
It says three days. A hadith like that of Ubaidullah, number 5986, was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Ahead of you lies a cistern, like the distance between Jarba and Athra, in which there are jugs like the stars of the sky. Whoever comes to it and drinks from it will never be thirsty again. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, what are the vessels of the cistern? He said, By the one whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Its vessels are more numerous than the stars and planets in the sky, nay, on a dark and cloudless night. The vessels of paradise, whoever drinks from them will never be thirsty again. There flow into it two spouts from paradise, and whoever drinks from it will never be thirsty again. It is as wide as it is long, like the distance between Amman and Ayla. Its water is whiter than milk and sweeter than honey. It was narrated from Thawbat, that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will be at my cistern pushing crowds of people away so as to allow the people of Yemen to reach it, and I will strike with my stick until it flows for them. He was asked how wide it is, and he said, From where I am standing to Amman. He was asked about its drink, and he said, It is whiter than milk and sweeter than honey. Two spouts that originate from paradise lead into it, one of gold and one of silver. A similar hadith as number 5,990 was narrated from Qatada with the chain of Hisham, except that he said, On the day of resurrection, I will be at the edge of the cistern. The hadith of the cistern was narrated from Thoban, from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I said to Yahya bin Hamad, a narrator, Did you hear this hadith from Abu Awana? He said, I also heard it from Shoba. I said, Look at it for me. So he looked for me, then he narrated it to me. Footnote. That is, Muhammad bin Bashar, Bundar, who narrated it from him. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I will drive some people away from my cistern as a stray camel is driven away. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, a similar report as number 5993. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The size of my cistern is like the distance between Ayla and Sana'a in Yemen. In it there are jugs as numerous as the stars in the sky. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Some of those who accompanied me will come to me at the cistern, and when I see them and they come close to me, they will be taken away before they reach me. I will say, O Lord, my companions, my companions. But it will be said to me, You do not know what they introduced after you were gone. This was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he added, Its vessels are as numerous as the stars. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The distance between two corners of my cistern is like the distance between Sana'a and Al-Madina. A similar report as number 5,998 was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, except that they were not sure and they said, or like the distance between Al-Madina and Amman. In the Hadith of Abu Awana, it says, the distance between the two sides of my cistern. It was narrated from Qatada that Anas said, the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, in it, the cistern, 
can be seen jugs of gold and silver, as numerous as the stars in the sky. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, a similar report as number 6,000, and he added, or more than the number of stars in the sky. It was narrated from Jabir bin Samora that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I will reach the cistern ahead of you, and the distance between its edges is like the distance between Sana'a and Ayla, and its jugs are like the stars. It was narrated that Amir bin Sa'd bin Abi Vakas said, I wrote to Jabir bin Samora and sent it with my slave, Nafir, saying, Tell me of something that you heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He wrote to me, saying, I heard him say, I will be the first one to reach the cistern. Chapter On The Angels Fought Alongside the Prophet, Peace Be Upon Him It was narrated that Sa'ad said, On the day of Ohud, I was on the right side of the Messenger of Allah, Peace Be Upon Him. And on his left were two men wearing white garments, and I never saw them before or since, meaning Jibril and Mikail, Peace Be Upon Them. It was narrated that Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas said, On the day of Ohad, I was on the right of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and on his left were two men wearing white garments, fighting fiercely for him, and I never saw them before or since. Chapter On The Prophet's Courage It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was the best of people, and he was the most generous of people and the most courageous of people. One night, the people of Al-Medina were in a state of panic, and some people went out towards the noise. They were met by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who was coming back as he had gone towards the noise before them. He was riding the horse of Abu Talha bareback with his sword around his neck, and he said, Do not be afraid, do not be afraid. And he said, We found it, the horse, to be swift-footed, or it is swift-footed. He said it was a horse that was known to be slow. It was narrated that Anas said, There was a disturbance in Al-Madina, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, borrowed a horse belonging to Abu Talha that was called Mandub, and rode it. He said, We have not seen any cause for panic, and we have found it, the horse, to be swift-footed. Shoba narrated with this chain of narrators a hadith similar to number 6007. In the hadith of Ibn Jafar, it says, A horse of ours. It does not say a horse belonging to Abu Talha. Chapter on the Prophet's Generosity, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was the most generous of people in doing good, and he was at his most generous in the month of Ramadan. Jibril, peace be upon him, used to meet him every year in Ramadan, until it ended, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would recite the Quran to him. When Jibreel met him, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was more generous in doing good than the rain-blowing wind. A similar report as number 6009 was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the Prophet's Good Manners, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I served the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for ten years, and by Allah, he never spoke any word of contempt to me. And he never said to me for any reason, Why did you do such and such? Or why did you not do such and such? A similar report as number 6011 was narrated from Anas. 
It was narrated that Anas said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to Al-Madinah, Abu Talha took me by the hand and brought me to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, Anas is a good boy. Let him serve you. I served him while traveling and at home, and by Allah, he never said to me about something that I had done. Why did you do this like this? Or for something that I had not done, why did you not do this like this? It was narrated that Anas said, I served the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for nine years. And I never knew him to say, Why did you do such and such? And he never criticized me for anything. Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was one of the best people in manners. One day, he sent me to do an errand for him, and I said, By Allah, I will not go. But in my heart, I intended to go and do what the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, had told me to do. Then I went out and passed by some boys who were playing in the marketplace. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, caught me on the back of my neck from behind. I looked at him and he was smiling. He said, O Unes, did you go where I told you to go? I said, Yes, I am going, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Anas said, By Allah, I served him, peace be upon him, for nine years, and I never knew him to say for something I had done. Why did you do such and such? Or for something I had failed to do, why did you not do such and such? It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had the best manners among the people. Chapter on the Prophet's Generosity, peace be upon him. Jabir bin Abdullah said, If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked for anything, he never said no. It was narrated that Muhammad bin al-Munqadir said, I heard Jabir bin Abdullah say, a similar report as number 6018. It was narrated from Musa bin Anas that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was never asked for anything for the sake of Islam, but he would give it. A man came and he gave him a large number of sheep. He went back to his people and said, O people, become Muslim, for Muhammad, peace be upon him, gives as if he has no fear of want. It was narrated from Anas that a man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, for a large number of sheep, and he gave them to him. He went to his people and said, O people, become Muslim, for by Allah, Muhammad, peace be upon him, gives as if he does not fear want. Anas said, if a man became Muslim seeking nothing but worldly gain, as soon as he became Muslim, Islam would become dearer to him than this world and everything in it. It was narrated that Ibn Shihab said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, set out on the campaign to conquer Mecca. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, set out with those of the Muslims who were with him. They fought at Hunan and Allah supported his religion and granted victory to the Muslims. On that day, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave Safwan bin Umayyah a hundred sheep, then another hundred, then another hundred. Ibn Shahab said, Sayyid bin al-Musayyib told me that Safwan said, By Allah, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave me what he gave me, and he was the most hated of people to me. But he kept giving to me until he became the most beloved of people to me. Jabir bin Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When the wealth of Bahrain comes to us, I will give you such and such, and such and such, 
and he gestured with both of his hands, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, died before the wealth of Bahrain came. It came to Abu Bakr after he was gone, and he ordered a caller to call out, Whoever had any promise from the Prophet, peace be upon him, or was owed anything by him, let him come. I got up and said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When the wealth of Bahrain comes to us, I will give you such and such and such and such. Abu Bakr took a handful and said to me, Count it. So I counted it, and it was five hundred. He said, Take twice as much again. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, When the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, some wealth came to Abu Bakr from Al-Ala bin Al-Hadrami. Abu Bakr said, Whoever was owed anything by the Prophet, peace be upon him, or had a promise from him, let him come to us. A hadith like that of Ibn Uyana, number 6023. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, compassion towards children, and his humbleness and the virtue of that. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Last night a boy was born to me and I have named him after my father, Ibrahim, peace be upon him. Then he gave him to Umm Saif, the wife of a blacksmith who was called Abu Saif. He set out to go to him, and I followed him. We came to Abu Saif, and he was pumping the bellows, and the house was filled with smoke. I quickened my pace and went ahead of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I said, O oh, Abu Saif, stop, for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has come. So he stopped. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called for the boy. He embraced him and said whatever Allah willed he should say. Anas said, I saw him, the boy, Ibrahim, as he breathed his last in the arms of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The eyes of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, filled with tears. And he said, The eyes weep and the heart grieves, but we do not say anything but that which pleases our Lord. By Allah, O Ibrahim, we are grieved for you. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I have never seen anyone who is more compassionate towards children than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Ibrahim, the son of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was sent to be nursed in the suburbs of Al-Madina. He used to go, and we would go with him, and he would enter the house which was filled with smoke, as his foster father was a blacksmith, and he would hold him and kiss him, then he would come back. Amr said, When Ibrahim died, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Ibrahim is my son, and he has died in infancy. He has two foster mothers who will complete his suckling in paradise. It was narrated that Aisha said, Some Bedouin people came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Do you kiss your children? They said, Yes. They said, By Allah, we do not kiss them. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What can I do if Allah has deprived you of mercy? Ibn Numair said, Deprived your hearts of mercy. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that Al-Aqra bin Habis saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, kissing Al-Hassan, and he said, I have ten children, and I have never kissed any of them. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who does not show mercy will not be shown mercy. A similar report as number 6028 was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Jarir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 
Whoever does not show mercy to people, Allah will not show mercy to him. A hadith like that of Al-A'mash, number 6030, was narrated from Jarir, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Prophet's Great Modesty, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Qatada said, I heard Abdullah bin Abi Utbah say, I heard Abu Sayyid al-Khudri say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was more shy than a virgin behind her veil. If he disliked something, we could see it in his face. It was narrated that Masruq said, We entered upon Abdullah bin Ahmad when Muawiyah came to Al-Kufa, and he mentioned the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, He was not rude, and he never spoke intentionally in an offensive manner. And he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Among the best of you are those who are best in manners. Uthman said, When he came with Muawiyah to Al-Kufa, a similar report as hadith number 6033 was narrated from Al-A'mash with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the Prophet's peace be upon him smile and easygoing attitude. It was narrated that Simak bin Harb said, I said to Jabir bin Samora, Did you sit with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Yes, frequently. He would not get up from the place where he had prayed sub until the sun had risen, and when it rose, he got up. And they used to converse and talk about the jahiliyyah and laugh, and he, peace be upon him, would smile. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, compassion towards women and his command to treat them kindly. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, was on one of his journeys, and a black slave called Anjasha was singing camel-driving songs. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, O Anjasha, go slowly when you are driving mounts that are carrying glass vessels. A similar report as number 6036 was narrated from Anas. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to his wives, when a camel driver called Anjasha was driving the camels on which they were riding. He said, Woe to you, O Anjasha! Go slowly when you are driving mounts that are carrying glass vessels. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, Umm Sulaim was with the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when a camel driver was driving the camels on which they were riding. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Anjasha! Go slowly when you are driving mounts that are carrying glass vessels. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a camel driver with a fine voice. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Go slowly, O Anjasha, do not break the glass vessels, meaning the weak women. It was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith similar to number 6040, but he did not mention a camel driver with a fine voice. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, closeness to the people, their seeking blessings from him and his humility towards them. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed at Al-Ghada, Fajr, the servants of Al-Madina would bring their vessels filled with water, and no vessel was brought but he would dip his hand in it. Even if a vessel was brought on a cold morning, he would dip his hand in it. It was narrated that Anas said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when the barber was cutting his hair, and his companions were walking around him, not wanting any hair to fall except into a man's hand. 
It was narrated from Anas that there was a woman whose intellect was slightly diminished. She said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I want something from you. He said, O Umm Fulan, mother of so-and-so, see which side of the road you want, until I see to what you want. He stood with her on one side of the road until she got what she needed. Chapter on the Prophet's peace be upon him avoidance of sin, his choosing the easier of permissible things, and his vengeance for the sake of Allah if his sacred limits were transgressed. It was narrated that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was never given the choice between two things, but he would choose the easier of the two, so long as it was not a sin. If it was a sin, he would be the furthest of the people from it. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never took revenge for his own sake, unless the sacred limits of Allah were transgressed. It was narrated from Urwa, from Aisha, a hadith similar to number 6045. A hadith like that of Malik, number 6045, was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was never given the choice between two things, one of which was easier than the other, but he would choose the easier of the two, so long as it was not a sin. If it was a sin, he would be the furthest of the people from it. It was narrated from Hisham with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6048, as far as the words, the easier of the two, but he did not mention what comes after that. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never hit anyone with his hand, nor any woman or servant, except when fighting in jihad in the cause of Allah. And if he was offended in some way, he never took revenge for his own sake unless one of the sacred limits of Allah had been transgressed. Then he would take revenge for the sake of Allah. It was narrated from Hisham with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6050. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, good fragrance and soft touch and seeking blessing from his touch. It was narrated that Jabir bin Samora said, I prayed the first prayer, that is, Al-Fajr, with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then he went out to his family, and I went with him. Some children met him, and he started patting their cheeks, one after another. And he also patted my cheeks, and I found his hand to be cool and fragrant, as if he had brought it out of the bag of a perfume seller. It was narrated that Anas said, I have never smelt any amber or musk or anything better than the fragrance of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And I have never touched any dibaj or silk softer to the touch than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was of a fair complexion, and his sweat was like pearls. When he walked, he leaned forward. I have not touched any dibaj or silk softer to the touch than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And I have not smelled any musk or amber more fragrant than the scent of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Chapter on the fragrance of the Prophet's, peace be upon him, sweat, and seeking blessing therefrom. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, entered upon us and took a nap in our house, and he began to sweat. Our mother came with a glass bottle and started to collect the sweat in it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, woke up and said, O oh, Umm Sulaim, what is this that you are doing? 
She said, This is your sweat. We put it in our perfume, and it is among the best of fragrances. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to enter the house of Umm Sulaim and sleep on her bed when she was not there. He came one day and slept on her bed. Then she came, and it was said to her, The Prophet, peace be upon him, is sleeping in your house, on your bed. She came, and he had begun to sweat, and the sweat had fallen onto the leather cloth that was on the bed. She opened her jewelry box and started to wipe up that sweat and squeeze it into her bottles. The Prophet, peace be upon him, woke up and said, What are you doing, O Umm Sulaim? She said, O Messenger of Allah, we hope for blessing for our children. He said, You have done right. It was narrated from Umm Sulaim that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to come to her and take a nap in her house. She would spread a piece of cloth for him and he would sleep on it. He used to sweat a great deal and she would collect his sweat and put it in her perfume bottles. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Umm Sulaim, what is this? She said, Your sweat. I put it in my perfume. Chapter On The Prophet, peace be upon him, sweated when it was cold and when the revelation came to him. It was narrated that Aisha said, If the revelation came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on a cold day, his forehead would be covered with sweat. It was narrated from Aisha that Al-Harith bin Hisham asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, How does the revelation come to you? He said, Sometimes it comes like the ringing of a bell, and that is the hardest for me. But when it is over, I have understood it. Sometimes an angel comes in the form of a man, and I understand what he says. It was narrated that Ubadah bin Asamit said, When the revelation came upon the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, he would feel anxious because of that, and his face would change color. It was narrated that Ubadah bin Asamit said, When the revelation came upon the Prophet, peace be upon him, he would lower his head, and his companions would lower their heads, and when it was over, he would raise his head. Chapter on Description of the Prophet's, peace be upon him, hair, attributes, and appearance. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, the people of the book used to let their hair fall over their foreheads, and the idolaters used to part their hair. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, liked to do the same as the people of the book in matters concerning which he had received no command. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, let his hair fall over his forehead, then later on he parted it. A similar report as number 6062 was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the description of the Prophet, peace be upon him. He was the most handsome of people. Al-Bara' said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was a man of medium height, broad-shouldered, with thick hair hanging down to his earlobes. He wore a red hula, and I have never seen anything more handsome than him, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Al-Bara' said, I have never seen any man with long hair more handsome in a red hula than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, with his hair reaching his shoulders. He was broad-shouldered and was neither tall nor short. Al-Bara' said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was the most handsome of people in face and body. He was neither very tall nor short. Chapter on Description of the Prophet's, peace be upon him, Hair Qatada said, I said to Anas bin Malik, What was the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, like? 
He said his hair was wavy, neither curly nor straight, and it hung between his ears and his shoulders. It was narrated from Anas that the hair of Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came down to his shoulders. It was narrated that Anas said, The hair of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came halfway down his ears. Chapter On The Mouth, Eyes, and Heels of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Jabir bin Samora said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a wide mouth, wide eyes, and lean heels. Chapter On The Prophet, peace be upon him, was white with an elegant face. It was narrated from Al-Jurari, from Abu At-Tufal. I said to him, Did you see the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Yes, he was white with an elegant face. Muslim bin Al-Hajjaj said, Abu At-Tufal died in 100 after Hijri, and he was the last of the companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to die. It was narrated that Abu At-Tufal said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and there is no one else left on the face of the earth who saw him apart from me. He, the narrator said, I said to him, How did you see him? He said, He was white and elegant, of average height and build. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, gray hairs. It was narrated that Ibn Sirin said, Anas bin Malik was asked, did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, dye his hair? He said, I did not see any white hairs. Ibn Idris said, As if he saw only a few, but Abu Bakr and Umar dyed their hair with henna and katam. It was narrated that Ibn Sirin said, I asked Anas bin Malik, Did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, dye his hair? He said, He did not reach the stage where he needed to dye his hair. And he said, There were a few white hairs in his beard. I said to him, Did Abu Bakr dye his hair? He said, Yes, with henna and katam. It was narrated that Muhammad bin Sirin said, I asked Anas bin Malik, Did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, dye his hair? He said, He only saw a few white hairs. Thabit said, Anas bin Malik was asked about the Prophet, peace be upon him, dyeing his hair. He said, If I had wanted to count the number of white hairs on his head, I could have done so. And he said, he did not dye his hair, but Abu Bakr dyed his hair with henna and katam, and Omar dyed his hair with pure henna. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, it is disliked for a man to pluck out white hairs from his hair and beard. He said, and the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not dye his hair. The white hairs were only in the tuft of hair between his lower lip and his chin, and at his temples and a few on his head. Al-Muthanna narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6078. It was narrated that Anas was asked about the white hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him. He said, Allah did not blemish him with white hair. It was narrated that Abu Jahafa said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, with this much white hair. And Zuhair, a sub-narrator, put one of his fingers on the tuft of hair between his lower lip and his chin. It was said to him, how old were you on that day? He said, I was making arrows and putting feathers on them, that is, had passed the age of childhood. It was narrated that Abu Juhafa said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, with a white complexion and some white hairs. Al-Hassan bin Ali resembled him. This was narrated from Abu Juhafa, a hadith similar to number 6081, but they did not say, with a white complexion and white hair.
It was narrated that Simak bin Harb said, I heard Jabir bin Samura being asked about the white hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him. He said, When he, peace be upon him, put oil on his hair, none of them could be seen. And if he did not put oil on his hair, they could be seen. Chapter on the Seal of Prophethood, its attributes and its location on the body of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Jabir bin Samura said, Some whiteness had appeared in the hair of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at the front of his head and in his beard. If he put oil on his hair, they could not be seen. But if his hair was uncombed, they could be seen, and the hair of his beard was thick. A man asked, Was his face bright like a sword? He said, No, rather it was like the sun and the moon, and it was round. And I saw the seal of prophethood on his shoulder, like a pigeon's egg, the same color as his body. Jabir bin Samora said, I saw a seal on the back of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, like a pigeon's egg. A similar report as Hadith number 6085 was narrated from Simak with this chain of narrators. Asaib bin Yazid said, My maternal aunt brought me to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, my sister's son is ailing. He, peace be upon him, wiped my head and prayed for blessing for me. Then he performed wudu, and I drank some of his wudu water. Then I stood behind him and saw the seal between his shoulders, like a bird's egg. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Sarjis said, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and I ate bread and meat with him. Or he said, Thadid. He, the narrator, said, I said to him, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, pray for forgiveness for you? He said, Yes, and for you. Then he recited this verse, And ask forgiveness for your sin, and also for the sin of believing men and believing women. Quran, Surah Muhammad, Chapter 47, Verse 19 He said, Then I went behind him and looked at the seal of prophethood between his shoulders, near his left shoulder blade, the shape of a palm with the fingers held together, and on it were spots like moles. Chapter on how long the Prophet, peace be upon him, lived and how long he stayed in Mecca and Al-Madina. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was neither very tall nor short, and he was neither glaringly white nor brown, and his hair was neither very curly nor straight. Allah appointed him as his messenger when he reached the age of 40, and he stayed in Mecca for 10 years and in Al-Madinah for 10 years. Allah caused him to die when he was 60 years old, and there were no more than 20 white hairs in his hair and beard. A hadith like that of Malik bin Anas number 6089 was narrated from, from two roots from, Anas bin Malik, and in both of their ahadith it adds, he was bright-faced. Chapter on the age of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he died. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when he was 63 years old. And Abu Bakr as-Siddiq died when he was 63 years old. And Umar died when he was 63 years old. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when he was 63 years old. Ibn Shahab said, Sayyid bin al-Musayyib told me something similar. A hadith like that of Uqayl. Number 6092 was narrated from Ibn Shihab with both chain of narrators. 
Chapter on how long did the Prophet, peace be upon him, stay in Mecca and Al-Madinah? It was narrated that Amr said, I said to Urwa, How long was the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Mecca? He said, Ten years. I said, Ibn Abbas says it was thirteen. It was narrated that Amr said, I said to Urwa, How long did the Prophet, peace be upon him, stay in Mecca? He said, Ten years. I said, Ibn Abbas says it was ten plus. He prayed for forgiveness for him and said he took that from the words of the poet. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed in Mecca for thirteen years and he died when he was sixty-three years old. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed in Mecca for thirteen years, receiving revelation, and in Al-Madinah for ten years, and he died when he was sixty-three years old. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I was sitting with Abdullah bin Utbah, and they mentioned the age of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Some of the people said that Abu Bakr was older than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed away when he was 63 years old, and Abu Bakr died when he was 63 years old, and Umar was killed when he was 63 years old. A man who was called Amir bin Sa'd said, Jarir told us we were sitting with Muawiyah and they mentioned the age of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Muawiyah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when he was 63 years old, and Abu Bakr died when he was 63 years old, and Umar was killed when he was 63 years old. It was narrated from Jarir that he heard Muawiyah giving a speech, and he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when he was 63 years old, and Abu Bakr and Umar died at the same age, and I am 63 years old. It was narrated that Ammar, the freed slave of Banu Hashim, said, I asked Ibn Abbas, How old was the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the day he died? He said, I did not think that a man of such standing among his people as you would be unaware of that. He said, I said, I asked the people and they gave me different answers. I want to know what you say. He said, Do you know how to count? I said, Yes. He said, Bear in mind that he was sent as a prophet when he was forty. Fifteen years in Mecca, in it were times of safety and times of fear, and ten years after he migrated to Al-Madinah. A hadith like that of Yazid bin Zuray, number 6100, was narrated from Yunus with this chain of narrators. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when he was 65 years old. It was narrated from Khalid with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6102. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed in Mecca for 15 years, hearing the voice and seeing the light, seven years when he did not see any visible form, and eight years when he received revelation, and he stayed in Al-Madinah for ten years. Chapter on The Prophet's Names, Peace be upon him. Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mu'tam narrated from his father that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I am Muhammad, peace be upon him, and I am Ahmad, and I am Al-Mahi, the eraser, by means of whom disbelief is erased, and I am Al-Hashir, the gatherer, after whom all the people will be gathered in the hereafter, and I am Al-Aqib, the last. Al-Aqib is the one after whom there is no other prophet.
It was narrated from Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mu'tam from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I have several names. I am Muhammad, peace be upon him, and I am Ahmad, and I am Al-Mahi, the eraser, by means of whom Allah erases disbelief, and I am Al-Hashir, the gatherer, at whose feet the people will be gathered, and I am Al-Aqib, the last, after whom there will be no other. And Allah called him Raufan Rahima, kind and compassionate. It was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6106. In the hadith of Shu'ib and Ma'mar, it says, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. In the hadith of Ma'mar, it says, I said to Az-Zuhri, What does Al-Aqib mean? He said, The one after whom there is no other prophet. It was narrated that Abu Musa al-Ashari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned several of his names to us. He said, I am Muhammad, peace be upon him, and Ahmad, and Al-Mukaffi, the last in succession, and Al-Hashir, the gatherer, and the prophet of repentance, and the prophet of mercy. Chapter on the Prophet's, peace be upon him, knowledge of Allah and his great fear of him. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did something that he regarded as permissible. News of that reached some of his companions, and it was as if they disliked it and refrained from it. News of that reached him, and he stood up to deliver a speech and said, What is the matter with some men who hear of something that I did because I regarded it as permissible, but they dislike it and refrain from it? By Allah, I am the most knowledgeable of them about Allah and I am the one who fears him the most. A similar hadith as number 6109 was narrated from Al-Amash with a chain of Jarir. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, granted a concession allowing something, but some of the people refrained from it. News of that reached the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he became so angry that his anger could be seen on his face. Then he said, what is the matter with people who refrain from that concerning which I have been granted a concession? By Allah, I am the most knowledgeable of them about Allah, and I am the one who fears Him the most. Chapter on the Obligation to Follow the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abdullah bin Az-Zubair narrated that an Ansari man disputed with Az-Zubair in the presence of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about the streams of the Hara with which the date palms were watered. The Ansari said, Let the water flow, but he refused. They referred the dispute to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Az-Zubair, Water, your trees, O Az-Zubair, then let the water flow to your neighbor. The Ansari got angry and said, O Messenger of Allah, it is because he is your cousin. The face of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, changed color. Then he said, O Zubair, Water your trees, then block the water until it backs up to the bottom of the wall. Az-Zubair said, By Allah, I think that this verse was revealed concerning that. But no, by your Lord, they can have no faith until they make you judge in all disputes between them, and find in themselves no resistance against your decisions, and accept them with full submission. Quran, Surah An-Nisa, Chapter 4, Verse 65 Chapter on Respecting the Prophet, peace be upon him, and not asking him unnecessary questions. Abu Hurairah narrated that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, 
Whatever I forbid to you, refrain from it. And whatever I order you, do as much of it as you can. Those who came before you were only destroyed because of their excessive questions and differences with their prophets. A similar report as number 6113 was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not ask me about things that I have not mentioned to you. In the Hadith of Hamam it says, What has not been mentioned to you, those who came before you were only destroyed because, and they mentioned a Hadith like that of Az-Zuhri from Sa'id and Abu Salama from Abu Huraira. It was narrated from Amir bin Sa'ad that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The greatest sinner of the Muslims among the Muslims is the one who asks about something that was not forbidden to the Muslims, but it became forbidden to them because of his asking. It was narrated from Amir bin Sa'ad that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The greatest sinner of the Muslims among the Muslims is the one who asks about something that was not forbidden, but it became forbidden to the people because of his asking. It was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6117. In the hadith of Ma'mar, it adds, A man who asked about something and indulged in hair-splitting. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, heard something about his companions, and he delivered a khutbah and said, Paradise and hell were shown to me, and I have never seen good and evil as I did today. If you knew what I know, you would laugh little and weep much. He said, There was never a day harder for the companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, than that day. They covered their heads and wept. Then Omar stood up and said, We are pleased with Allah as our Lord, Islam as our religion, and Muhammad, peace be upon him, as our Prophet. That man stood up and said, Who is my father? He, peace be upon him, said, Your father is so and so. Then the verse, O you who believe, ask not about things which, if made plain to you, may cause you trouble. Quran, Surah Al-Ma'idah, Chapter 5, Verse 101, was revealed. Anas bin Malik said, A man said, O Messenger of Allah, who is my father? He said, Your father is so and so. Then the verse, O you who believe, ask not about things which, if made plain to you, may cause you trouble. But if you ask about them while the Quran is being revealed, they will be made plain to you. Allah has forgiven that, and Allah is oft forgiving, most forbearing. Quran, Surah Al-Ma'idah, Chapter 5, Verse 101, was revealed. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out when the sun had passed its zenith and led them in Zuhar prayer. When he had said the salam, he stood on the mimbar and mentioned the hour and said that there would be momentous events before it, then he said, Whoever would like to ask me about anything, let him ask me. For by Allah, you will not ask me about anything, but I will tell you about it, so long as I am standing here. Anas bin Malik said, By Allah, the people wept a great deal when they heard that from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, often used to say, Ask me. Abdullah bin Hudhafa stood up and said, Who is my father, O Messenger of Allah? Peace be upon him. He said, Your father is Hudhafa. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had said, Ask me repeatedly, Umar knelt down and said, We are pleased with Allah as our Lord, Islam as our religion, and Muhammad as our Messenger, 
peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, fell silent when Omar said that. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Hard times are at hand by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Paradise and hell were shown to me just now on this wall, and I have never seen good and evil as I did today. Ibn Shahab said, Ubaidullah bin Abdullah bin Utbah told me, Ummi Abdullah bin Hudhafa said to Abdullah bin Hudhafa, I have never heard of a son more disrespectful than you. How can you be sure that your mother did not commit some of the sins committed by the women of the Jahiliyyah? Thus you would have exposed her before the people. Abdullah bin Hudhafa said, By Allah, if he had said that a black slave was my father, I would have attributed myself to him. This hadith was narrated from Anas, similar to number 6121 from the Prophet, along with the hadith of Ubaidullah. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the people asked the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, until he was hard-pressed by their questioning. He came out one day and ascended the mimbar and said, Ask me, for you will not ask me anything, but I will explain it to you. When the people heard that, they were too overawed to ask anything, as if something bad were about to happen. Anas said, I started to look to my right and my left, and every man had wrapped his head in his garment and was weeping. A man who used to be slandered and attributed to someone other than his father stood up in the masjid and said, O Prophet of Allah, who is my father? He said, Your father is Hudafa. Then Umar bin al-Khattab started saying, We are pleased with Allah as our Lord, Islam as our religion, and Muhammad as our messenger. Peace be upon him. We seek refuge with Allah from the evil of fitna. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I have never seen good and evil as I did today. Paradise and hell were shown to me. I saw them near this wall. This story was narrated from Anas, a hadith similar to number 6123. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked about some things that he disliked. When he was asked too much, he became angry and said to the people, Ask me whatever you want. A man said, Who is my father? He said, Your father is Hudafa. Another man stood up and said, Who is my father, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Your father is Salim, the freed slave of Shaiba. When Omar saw the anger on the face of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we repent to Allah. In the report of Abu Qurayb, it says, He said, Who is my father, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Your father is Salim, the freed slave of Shaiba. Chapter on the obligation to obey what the Prophet, peace be upon him, says with regards to matters of religion, but not what he says with regard to worldly matters. It was narrated from Musa bin Talha that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I passed by some people who were at the top of their date palms. He said, What are these people doing? They said, They are pollinating them, putting the male with the female so that it will be pollinated. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I do not think that it is of any use. They were told about that, so they stopped doing it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was told about that, and he said, If it benefits them, let them do it. I only expressed what I thought. Do not blame me for what I say based on my own thoughts, but if I narrate something to you from Allah, then follow it, for I will never tell lies about Allah. May He be glorified and exalted is He. 
Rafa bin Khadid said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to Al-Madinah, and they, the farmers, were pollinating the date palms. They said, They are pollinating the date palms. He said, What are you doing? They said, We used to do that. He said, Perhaps if you do not do it, it may be better. So they stopped doing it, and the crop that year failed, or the yield was reduced. They mentioned that to him, and he said, I am only human. If I tell you to do some in religious matter, then follow it. But if I tell you to do something based on my opinion, then I am only human. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by some people who were pollinating palm trees and said, If you do not do it, it may be better. The trees produced bad dates. Then he passed by them and said, What is the matter with your palm trees? They said, You said such and such. He said, You know better about your worldly affairs. Chapter on the virtue of looking at the Prophet, peace be upon him, and longing to see him. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he narrated a number of ahadith including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him. There will come to one of you a day when he cannot see me, then seeing me will become dearer to him than his family and his wealth together. Chapter on the Virtues of Isa and the Prophet, peace be upon them. Abu Huraira said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, I am the closest of the people to the son of Maryam. The prophets are brothers from different mothers, and there is no prophet between him and I. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I am the closest of the people to Isa, peace be upon him. The prophets are brothers from different mothers, and there is no prophet between Isa, peace be upon him, and I. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I am the closest of the people to Isa bin Maryam, peace be upon him, in this world and in the hereafter. They said, How is that, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, The prophets are brothers. Their mothers are different, but their religion is one, and there is no prophet between us. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, there is no child who is born but the shaitan pricks him, and he begins to cry because of the shaitan pricking him, except the son of Maryam and his mother. Peace be upon him. Then Abu Huraira said, Recite if you wish, and I seek refuge with you, Allah, for her and for her offspring from shaitan, Satan, the outcast. Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 36 it was narrated from Azuri with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6133, and they said, He, the shaitan, touches him when he is born, and he cries because of the shaitan touching him. In the hadith of Shoaib it says, Because of the shaitan's touch. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Every son of Adam, peace be upon him, is touched by the shaitan on the day his mother gives birth to him, except Maryam and her son, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 
The infant's cry when he is born is because of the prick of the shaitan. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbi said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Isa bin Maryam, peace be upon him, saw a man stealing, and Isa, peace be upon him, said to him, Did you steal? He said, No, by the one besides whom there is none worthy of worship. Isa, peace be upon him, said, I believe in Allah, and I disbelieve my own self. Chapter on the Virtues of Ibrahim, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, A man came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O best of creation, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, That is Ibrahim, peace be upon him. Mukhtar bin Fulful, the freed slave of Amr bin Hurath, said, I heard Anas say, A man said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A similar report, a hadith number 6138. Al-Mukhtar said, I heard Anas narrate from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a similar report as number 6138. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, circumcised himself when he was 80 years old with an adz. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, we are more likely to doubt than Ibrahim, peace be upon him, when he said, My Lord, show me how you give life to the dead. He, Allah, said, Do you not believe? He, Ibrahim, peace be upon him, said, Yes, I believe, but to be stronger in faith. See Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 260. And may Allah have mercy on Lut, peace be upon him, for he wanted a powerful support. See Quran, Surah Hud, chapter 11, verse 80. And if I had stayed in prison as long as Yusuf, peace be upon him, stayed, I would have responded to the messenger of the king. A hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, number 6142, was narrated from Abu Huraira from the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abu Huraira, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, May Allah forgive Lut, peace be upon him, for he wanted a powerful support. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Ibrahim, peace be upon him, never told any lies except three, two of which were for the sake of Allah, when he said, I am sick, and when he said, Nay, this one, the biggest of them, idols, did it. See Quran, Surah Al-Anbiya, Chapter 21, verse 63. And one was for the sake of Sarah, when he came to the land of a tyrant, and Sarah was with him, and she was the most good-looking of people. He said to her, If this tyrant realizes that you are my wife, he will take you away from me. If he asks you, tell him that you are my sister, for you are my sister in Islam, and I do not know of any other Muslim on earth apart from you and me. When he entered his land and some of the tyrant's people saw him, they went to him, the tyrant, and said to him, There has come to your land a woman who should not belong to anyone but you. He sent for her, and she was brought to him, and Ibrahim, peace be upon him, stood in prayer. When she entered upon him, he could not help but reach out towards her, but his hand was seized forcefully. He said to her, 
Pray to Allah to let my hand go, and I will not harm you. She did that, but he did the same thing again, and his hand was seized more forcefully than before. He said the same thing to her, and she did that, but he did the same thing again, and his hand was seized more forcefully than the first two times. He said, Pray to Allah to let my hand go, and by Allah I will not harm you. She did that, and his hand was let go. Then he called the one who had brought her and said to him, You brought me a devil, not a human being. Expel her from my land and give her hajar. She came back walking, and when Ibrahim, peace be upon him, saw her, he turned away and said to her, What happened? She said, Nothing but good. Allah withheld the hand of the evildoer, and he gave me a servant. Abu Huraira said, That was your mother, O sons of the rain of the sky. Chapter on the Virtues of Musa, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The children of Israel used to bathe naked, looking at one another's aura, but Musa, peace be upon him, used to bathe alone. They said, By Allah, nothing is keeping Musa, peace be upon him, from bathing with us but a scrotal hernia. On one occasion, he went to bathe and he put his garment on a rock, and the rock fled with his garment. Musa, peace be upon him, raced after it, saying, My garment, O rock! My garment, O rock! Until the children of Israel had seen Musa's aura, peace be upon him, and said, By Allah, there is nothing wrong with him. Then the rock stood still until everyone could see it, then he took his garment and started striking the rock hard. Abu Huraira said, By Allah, there were six or seven marks on the rock where Musa, peace be upon him, struck the rock. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shakik said, Abu Huraira told us, Musa, peace be upon him, was a shy man, and he was never seen naked. The children of Israel said, He has a scrotal hernia. He bathed in a pond and put his garment on a rock. The rock sped off and he chased it with his stick, striking it and saying, My garment, O rock, my garment, O rock, until it stopped near a group of the children of Israel. Then the verse, O you who believe, be not like those who annoyed Musa, peace be upon him, but Allah cleared him of that which they alleged, and he was honorable before Allah. Quran, Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 69, was revealed. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The angel of death was sent to Musa, peace be upon him, and when he came to him, he slapped him and put out his eye. He went back to his Lord and said, You sent me to a slave of yours who does not want to die. Allah restored his eye and said, Go back to him and tell him to put his hand on the back of an ox, and however many hairs his hand covers, he will have one year for each hair. He said, O Lord, then what? He said, Death. He said, Let it be now. And he asked Allah to bring him near to the Holy Land, a stone's throw from it. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If I were there, I would show you his grave beside the road beneath the Red Mound. It was narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He narrated a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angel of death came to Musa, peace be upon him, and said, Answer the call of your Lord. Musa, 
peace be upon him, slapped the eye of the angel of death and put it out. The angel went back to Allah. Exalted is he and said, You have sent me to a slave of yours who does not want to die, and he has put out my eye. Allah restored his eye and said, Go back to my slave and say, Do you want to live? If you want to live, put your hand on the back of an ox, and however many hairs your hand covers, you will have one year for every hair. He said, Then what? He said, Then you will die. He, Musa, peace be upon him, said, Rather let it be now, O Lord, cause me to die a stone's throw from the Holy Land. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By Allah, if I were there, I would show you his grave beside the road beneath the Red Mount. Ma'ma narrated a similar hadith as number 6149. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, While a Jew was selling some goods, he was offered something for them that he did not like or that did not please him. Abdul Aziz, a narrator, was not sure. He said, No, by the one who chose Musa, peace be upon him, above mankind. An Ansari man heard him and slapped him on the face and said, You say, by the one who chose Musa, peace be upon him, above mankind, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is among us? The Jew went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Abul Qasim, I am under protection and have a covenant. And he said, So and so slapped my face. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Why did you slap his face? He said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he said, By the one who chose Musa, peace be upon him over mankind, when you are among us. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, became so angry that his anger could be seen in his face, and said, Do not differentiate between the prophets of Allah, for the trumpet will be blown, and those who are in heaven and on earth will swoon, except those whom Allah wills. Then it will be blown again, and I will be the first one to be raised, or among the first to be raised. And Musa, peace be upon him, will be there, holding on to the throne, and I will not know whether he was compensated for his swooning on the day of Atur, or whether he was raised before me. And I do not say that anyone is better than Yunus bin Matta, peace be upon him. Abdul Aziz bin Abi Salama narrated a similar as number 6151 report with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, Two men traded insults, a Jewish man and a Muslim man. The Muslim said, By the one who chose Muhammad, peace be upon him, above all of creation. The Jew said, By the one who chose Musa, peace be upon him, above all of creation. The Muslim raised his hand at that point and slapped the Jew's face. The Jew went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told what had happened between him and the Muslim. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not regard me as superior to Musa, peace be upon him. For, when the trumpet is blown, the people will swoon, and I will be the first one to wake up. And I will see Musa, peace be upon him, holding on to the side of the throne. And I will not know whether he was one of those who swooned and he woke up before me, or if he will be one of those who are exempted from swooning when the trumpet is blown by Allah. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, A Muslim man and a Jewish man traded insults. A hadith like that of Ibrahim bin Sa'ad from Ibn Shihab, number 6153. It was narrated that Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said, A Jew who had been slapped on the face came to the Prophet, peace be upon him. A hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, 
number 6154, except that he said, I will not know whether he was one of those who swooned and he woke up before me, or if his swooning at Atur was sufficient for him. It was narrated that Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not differentiate between the Prophets. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I came to, in the report of Hadab, I passed by Musa, peace be upon him, on the night on which I was taken on the night journey, at the Red Mound, and he was standing and praying in his grave. Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I passed by Musa, peace be upon him, and he was praying in his grave. In the Hadith of Isa, it adds, I passed by on the night on which I was taken on the night journey. Chapter on Yunus, peace be upon him, and the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him. No one should say, I am better than Yunus bin Matta. It was narrated from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, that he, Allah, blessed and exalted is he, said, No slave of mine should say, Ibn al-Muthanna said, My slave should not say, I am better than Yunus bin Matta, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Katada said, I heard Abu Aliya say, The cousin of your Prophet, peace be upon him, that is, Ibn Abbas told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No one should say, I am better than Yunus bin Matta, peace be upon him. Chapter on The Virtues of Yusuf, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, It was said, O Messenger of Allah, who is the most honored of people? He said, The one with the most taqwa. They said, This is not what we are asking about. He said, Yusuf, peace be upon him, the Prophet of Allah, the son of the Prophet of Allah, the son of the Prophet of Allah, the son of the Khalil, close friend of Allah. They said, This is not what we are asking about. He said, Are you asking about the lineages of the Arabs then? The best of them during the Jahiliyyah are the best of them in Islam when they gain understanding of the religion. Chapter on the Virtues of Zakaria, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Zakaria, peace be upon him, was a carpenter. Chapter on the Virtues of Al Khadr. Peace be upon him. It was narrated that Sayyid bin Jubair said, I said to Ibn Abbas, Nauf al-Bikali is saying that Musa, peace be upon him, the prophet of the children of Israel, is not the same Musa, peace be upon him, who accompanied al-Khadr, peace be upon him. He said, The enemy of Allah is lying. I heard Ubay bin Qab say, I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Musa, peace be upon him, stood up and delivered a speech to the children of Israel. He was asked, Which of the people is most knowledgeable? He said, I am the most knowledgeable. Allah was angry with him because he did not attribute knowledge to him, and Allah revealed to him, One of my slaves at the place where the two seas meet is more knowledgeable than you. Musa, peace be upon him, said, O Lord, how can I meet him? It was said to him, Carry a fish in a basket, and where you lose the fish, he will be there. He set off, accompanied by his servant, who was Yusha bin Nun. Musa, peace be upon him, carried a fish in a basket. He and his slave set out walking until they came to the rock. Musa, peace be upon him, and his slave went to sleep, and the fish began to move in the basket until it came out of the basket and fell into the sea. 
Allah halted the flow of water until it became like an arch, and it was like a tunnel for the fish, and Musa, peace be upon him and his servant, were astonished. They set out for the rest of that day and the following night, and the servant of Musa, peace be upon him, forgot to tell him. The next morning, Musa, peace be upon him, said to his slave, Bring us our morning meal. Truly, we have suffered much fatigue in this, our journey. He had not felt tired until he passed the place where he had been enjoined to stop. He said, Do you remember when we betook ourselves to the rock? I indeed forgot the fish. None but Shaitan made me forget to remember it. It took its course into the sea in a strange way. Musa, peace be upon him, said, That is what we were seeking. So they retraced their steps until they came to the rock where they saw a man covered with a garment. Musa, peace be upon him, greeted him with salam, and Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, said to him, How could you have peace, salam, in your land? He said, I am Musa. He said, The Musa of the children of Israel, peace be upon him. He said, Yes. He said, You have knowledge from Allah that Allah has taught you, and I do not know it. And I have knowledge from Allah that Allah has taught me, and you do not know it. Musa, peace be upon him, said to him, May I follow you so that you may teach me some of that knowledge which you have been taught by Allah? He said, Verily, you will not be able to have patience with me. And how can you have patience about a thing which you know not? Musa said, Peace be upon him. If Allah wills, you will find me patient, and I will not disobey you at all. Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, said to him, Then if you follow me, ask me not about anything till I myself mention of it to you. Musa, peace be upon him, said, Yes. So Al-Khadir and Musa, peace be upon them, set out walking along the shore of the sea, and a boat passed by them. They spoke to them, asking them to carry them. They recognized Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, so they carried them for free. Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, went to one of the planks of the boat and pulled it out, and Musa, peace be upon him, said to him, These people carried us for free, and you have scuttled their boat so as to drown its people. Verily, you have committed a dreadful thing. Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, said, Did I not tell you that you would not be able to have patience with me? Musa, peace be upon him, said, Call me not to account for what I forgot, and be not hard upon me for my affair with you. Then they disembarked from the ship, and while they were walking along the shore, they saw a boy playing with other boys. Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, took hold of his head and pulled it off and killed him. Musa, peace be upon him, said to him, Have you killed an innocent person who had killed none? Verily you have committed an evil thing. Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, said, Did I not tell you that you can have no patience with me? He said, This was more grievous than the first. Musa, peace be upon him, said, If I ask you anything after this, keep me not in your company. You have received an excuse from me. Then they set off until they came to the people of a village, where they asked the people for food, but they refused to entertain them. They found therein a wall that was about to collapse, and Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, gestured with his hand and set it straight. Musa, peace be upon him, said to him, People to whom we came, and they showed us no hospitality, and offered us no food. If you had wished, you could have taken wages for it. Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, said, this is the parting between me and you. I will tell you the interpretation of those things over which you were unable to hold patience. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah have mercy on Musa, peace be upon him, with that he had had patience so that we might have heard more of their story. 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The first time was due to forgetfulness on Musa's part, peace be upon him. A bird came and perched on the edge of the boat and pecked in the water. And Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, said to him, Your knowledge and my knowledge, compared to the knowledge of Allah, are no more than that which this bird takes from the sea. Sayyid bin Jubair said, And he used to read, There was a king ahead of them who seized every ship by force, and he used to read, As for the boy, he was a disbeliever. It was narrated that Sayyid bin Jubair said, It was said to Ibn Abbas, Nauf says that the Musa, peace be upon him, who went to seek knowledge was not the same as the Musa, peace be upon him, of the children of Israel. He said, Did you hear that, O Sayyid? He said, Yes. He said, Nauf is lying. Ubay bin Kaab narrated, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, While Musa, peace be upon him, was among his people, reminding them of the days of Allah, and the days of Allah are his blessings and trials, he said, I do not know of any man on earth who is better and more knowledgeable than me. Allah revealed to him, I know best about goodness or with whom it is. In the land, there is a man who is more knowledgeable than you. He said, O Lord, guide me to him. It was said to him, Take a salted fish with you as provision, and he will be where you lose the fish. He and his servants set out until they came to the rock, but he did not find any clue. Musa, peace be upon him, set out and left his servant behind, and the fish began to stir in the water, which became like a tunnel. His servant said, Should I not catch up with the Prophet of Allah and tell him? But he was caused to forget. When they went beyond that point, he said to his servant, Bring us our morning meal. Truly we have suffered much fatigue in this, our journey. And they did not become tired until they passed that point. Then he remembered and said, Do you remember when we betook ourselves to the rock? I indeed forgot the fish. None but Shaitan made me forget to remember it. It took its course into the sea in a strange way. Musa, peace be upon him, said, That is what we have been seeking. So they went back, retracing their footsteps. He showed him where the fish had jumped out, and he said, This is the place that was described to me. Then he went looking for him, and he found Al-Khidr, peace be upon him, covered with a garment lying on his back. Musa, peace be upon him, said, As-salamu alaykum. He uncovered his face and said, Wa alaykum as-salam. Who are you? He said, I am Musa, peace be upon him. He said, Who is Musa? Peace be upon him. He said, The Musa of the children of Israel. He said, What brings you here? He said, I have come that you teach me something of that knowledge, guidance, and true path which you have been taught by Allah. He said, Verily, you will not be able to have patience with me. And how can you have patience about a thing which you know not? Something I have been enjoined to do, but if you see it, you will not be able to bear it. Musa said, If Allah wills, you will find me patient, and I will not disobey you at all. Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, said, Then if you follow me, ask me not about anything till I myself mention of it to you. So they both proceeded, till when they embarked the ship, he scuttled it. Musa, peace be upon him, said, Have you scuttled it in order to drown its people? Verily you have committed a dreadful thing. He said, Did I not tell you that you would not be able to have patience with me? He said, Call me not to account for what I forgot, and be not hard upon me for my affair with you. Then they proceeded until they came to some boys who were playing, and Al-Khadr, peace be upon him, went straight to one of them and killed him. Musa, peace be upon him, was greatly distressed by that and said, Have you killed an innocent person who had killed none? 
Verily, you have committed an evil thing. At this point, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah's mercy be upon us and on Musa, peace be upon him. Were it not that he was too hasty, he would have seen wondrous things, but he was seized with fear of blame for his companion. Musa, peace be upon him, said, If I ask you anything after this, keep me not in your company. You have received an excuse from me. If he had been patient, he would have seen wondrous things. He, Obey bin Kaab, said, When he, peace be upon him, mentioned any of the prophets, he would start with himself, saying, May Allah have mercy upon us, and upon my brother so-and-so. May the mercy of Allah be upon us. Then they proceeded until they came to the people of a town who were very stingy. They went around to various gatherings, asking the people for food, but they refused to entertain them. They found there a wall that was about to collapse, but Al-Khadir, peace be upon him, made it straight. Musa, peace be upon him, said, If you had wished, surely you could have taken wages for it. Al-Khadir said, This is the parting between me and you. He took hold of his garment and said, I will tell you the interpretation of those things over which you were unable to hold patience. As for the ship, it belonged to poor people working in the sea. So I wished to make a defect in it, as there was a king behind them who seized every ship by force. When they came to the one who wanted to seize it, he found it was damaged, so he let it go, and they repaired it with wood. As for the boy, he was created a disbeliever by nature, but his parents loved him. Had he lived, we feared lest he should oppress them by rebellion and disbelief. So we intended that their Lord should exchange him for them with one better in righteousness and nearer to mercy. As for the wall, it belonged to two orphan boys in the town. Under the wall there was a treasure belonging to them, and their father was a righteous man, and your Lord intended that they should attain their age of full strength and take out their treasure as a mercy from your Lord. A similar hadith as number 6165 was narrated from Abu Ishaq with the chain of At-Tayami from Abu Ishaq. It was narrated from Obay bin Kaab that the Prophet peace be upon him recited, you could have taken wages for it. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Abbas that he and Al-Hur bin Qas bin Hisna al-Fazari disputed concerning the companion of Musa, peace be upon him. Ibn Abbas said, He is Al-Khadr, peace be upon him. Ubay bin Kab al-Ansari passed by them, and Ibn Abbas called him and said, O Abu At-Tufal, come here. This companion of mine and I are disputing about the companion of Musa, peace be upon him, whom he wanted to meet. Did you hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, speak about him? Obey said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, While Musa, peace be upon him, was among a group of the children of Israel, a man came to him and said, Do you know of anyone who is more knowledgeable than you? Musa, peace be upon him, said, No, Allah revealed to Musa, peace be upon him. No, there is our slave, Al-Khadr, peace be upon him. Musa asked how he could meet him, and the fish was made a sign. It was said to him, When you lose the fish, go back and you will meet him. Musa, peace be upon him, traveled as far as Allah willed he should travel. Then he said to his servant, Bring us our morning meal. When Musa, peace be upon him, asked him for the morning meal, the servant of Musa, peace be upon him, said, Do you remember when we betook ourselves to the rock? I indeed forgot the fish. None but shaitan made me forget to remember it. Musa, peace be upon him, said to his servant, That is what we have been seeking. So they went back, retracing their footsteps. Then they found Al-Khadr, 
peace be upon him, and his story is told by Allah in his book. But Yunus, a narrator in his hadith, said, He, Musa, peace be upon him, followed the traces of the fish in the sea. 